was good y'all welcome back to the playmakers corner podcast this is episode 233 and we are previewing the 2023 nai women's flag football season last week i believe it was also episode 231 we previewed the kcac teams outside of bethel college uh on this episode here we are going to preview the sun conference the best flag football conference out there right now Uh, we're going to talk about all the teams from last year here if there are any new programs and teams and all that stuff we will do a separate episode next week on all those programs plus milligan um teams that may or may not be in the sun conference or the kcac as well Uh, Because we want to talk about all the teams, or at least talk about them once before this great season starts here. But this is one of the most competitive conference, the most competitive conference, I would say, in the country right now. Had a lot of great football teams here that did their thing, that pushed each other, that got better. And basically every year, you know, there has been a team that has went to the national championship and has come up a little bit short and so all together we are going to talk about storylines for all these teams but i think the biggest storyline for this conference is can a sun conference team win the national championship we will see but this is how this is going to go down for every team here uh and by the way every team is florida memorial kaiser weber warner st thomas and thomas we are going to talk about how their year last year went we are going to talk about their incoming schedule this season any key matchups uh, road trips out of conference teams they are playing then we're going to talk about all playmaker and all freshman players these are players that myself cody have selected uh out of a national pool not just sun conference teams but also kcac teams but players we've selected out of a national pool that we really felt like deserved those recognitions and were the best in the country, uh, both all together out of all the players and then all the freshmen as well. That's our all-freshman team. So we'll talk about that. In addition, we'll talk about the all-conference players here, any players of the years, uh, coaches and whatnot. So that'll be talked about for sure. And then we're going to talk about players who left. Whether, you know, they chose to move on from the sport, the college, whatever, or they graduated or transferred, we, I I believe we have information on most of those. Uh, for the most part, I just looked at rosters, compared them to last year's roster, and then moved on from there. So Except for one team, which I'll talk about that process later whenever we do get to that team. And so we'll talk about all that and storylines for each and every one of these teams. So that's the process here. And you know what? Let's just go ahead and hop into it. Now, let's talk about Florida Memorial University. Had a really tough year. Finished last in the conference, I believe. They were 2-13. Their two wins were in the regular season, I believe. Or one was in the regular season and one was in the postseason. They beat Midland 9-0 and then they beat Cotty 26-0. That was in the postseason. I'm pretty sure that was the national tournament where they did that. But they also had a couple close losses, or losses that I will consider close here. Uh, they had a close loss to Thomas, 6-7 to on April 14th of last year. 
Um, I mean, obviously, that's a winnable one. They lost to Warner only 7-20. to I remember watching that one, uh, or I believe I watched that one. It could have won either way for a really long time. Warner controlled the game, but, you know, two scores, I feel like that's a winnable. And then they also lost to Kaiser 0-19. to I feel like that was a much closer game than the score indicated there. Uh, Kaiser being a very explosive offense, so... There you go. But honestly, this was a team that was pretty young coming up. You know, the first year uh, of uh, their program was really tough. The second year, you saw some improvements. They won a couple games. You had some really good plays, some good drives. They just couldn't quite put it all together uh, as a squad on all facets of the game, I would say. Specifically, I would say the offensive side was lacking. The defense was great. They kept them in a lot of games, played a lot of teams close uh, at times in games. But, you know, this offense really struggled among, uh, you know, the quarterback changes. They had to make some changes between injuries and unavailabilities and all that stuff. So it was really tough on them you know and i think that kind of reflected in how their offense uh you know performed this season i mean there are only two games where they scored two touchdowns i would say um or at least two touchdowns the rest they either scored once or none at all but one of those games was against thomas where they lost 27 to 18 so there you go there. And then another one of those games was against Midland in the NAI National Tournament where they only scored 14. And so, um, or sorry, three games. There, that Those two and plus the Cotty game where they won 26-0. But three games out of roughly 15 or so is not super great, you know. And there are great athletes there as well you know i i remember watching a number of games and seeing players getting open and getting separation but the quarterback just couldn't quite hit them or the timing was just off or there was some sort of miscommunication it was something on offense and that kind of killed them honestly and at the end of the year they were running a pretty limited offensive felt a lot of reverses pitches stuff like that not really passing the ball as much unless they really needed to and so going into this year they are definitely looking to change that and build upon uh some of the success they had last year as well it wasn't a completely horrible season they still won two games and then they played a number of solid teams pretty close like i said thomas warner kaiser i mean those are all really good teams and so you could be proud of that i would say now let's talk about this year's schedule 2023 here Basically, it looks like they play all of their conference opponents twice per usual, just like they did last year. Uh, they do have two teams that they don't play twice. One is Fort Lauderdale. They're a first-year program. They play them March 1st. And then the other one is Reinhardt. They are another first-year program. Uh, Reinhardt from Georgia, that is. They play them March 31st, so roughly about 30 days later. So there you go there. Those are really the only notable ones, uh, notable out-of-conference teams I saw on this. Well, the only out-of-conference, I think, that they play on uh, this schedule here as of right now, which is, by the way, February 9th, 2023. And so um, this is all the information I have up until that point. They could definitely change. Um, the information could change. They could schedule more games. It's happened before. But we will see. Uh, by the way, their home opener 
is February 15th. That is next week here. At the time I'm recording, that's next week. This should hopefully come out on February 13th. So in a couple days, they play Kaiser. Then uh, later on that Saturday, on the 18th, they would go ahead and they would play Weber. So that should be really exciting. Uh, Hopefully looking to get some notes and watch some of those games there. But that is how uh, they start the season here. That's basically their schedule. Nothing too out of the ordinary. Now let's go ahead and talk about um, their one all-freshman selection, which was Erica Johnson at defensive back here. She really flew under the radar, it felt like. I mean, this was a player as a freshman that had a great year. You know, snagged a couple picks, did her thing. You know, you could really be proud of some of the plays she made, uh, not only on defense, but I should say on uh, offense as well. At receiver, she was kind of the wideout one, I would say. She really emerged as that when the offense was going through the air and doing their thing there. So really love to see that, but did list her down as a DB, an all-freshman DB in the country. And so she will be returning. That's a big piece for Florida Memorial that, like I said, had a really good defense, a defense that really challenged some teams, a lot of athletes out there. So love to see that. Now let's talk about some of the other players here. Uh, There's Kayla McDuffie as well. Last season, she had a couple pick sixes. So not just interceptions, but pick sixes. She would go ahead and score. Love to see that. That's where uh, I feel like a lot of scoring for Florida Memorial came off of defense, which is kind of insane. They're also bringing back Amelia Smith. She was their sack leader. She had a nice little season. They also have this athlete. I First off, I apologize if I say this wrong. Uh, please feel free to reach out and correct me, but I'm going to do my best here. Thymelis Santos, I want to say. Uh, just a great athlete used all around both on offense defense you know uh, part of that great group there then you also have Joshia Christie Vanessa Queen talked about their contributions or potential contributions in last season's preview and they made some plays as well but they're part of a pretty solid core of athletes that they got down there and so I believe all of those players should be returning here and so they really should be returning the core of their defense uh, at least the core of their secondary I would think now they do have a pretty big recruiting class here they have 13 recruits that I counted and one transfer which will make things really interesting here I'm just gonna go down the line and list all of them first off you have uh, Michaela Sampson I believe out of Georgia Jennifer Bevel out of Florida you have Deja Fanning out of Florida out of Leonard High School actually we did a I want to say we did a film breakdown and we also interviewed her Go check out episode 153 for that interview. Uh, We also interviewed Savannah Cox on that interview, a very great athlete there. And then I believe we talk about what episode it was that we did the film breakdown. But it was kind of a bit ago. But Deja Fanning is a pretty big pickup. She's one of the best uh, pass rushers, rushers in the entire country, in my opinion. Um, Just tall fast great athletes gonna do a lot for you you know really shuts down really solid flag puller that is gonna be added to an already pretty good florida memorial defense we've seen what a good rusher has done for defenses in the past uh a la jada reese of thomas and so to add a caliber of player like deja fanning 
to this Florida Memorial squad will be huge. You know, this defense was already pretty good. They covered pretty well. Now you add on a little bit of pressure. Things start getting pretty serious. So, there you go. Then they have also added Victoria Francois out of Florida. Joanne Gilmore out of Florida. Uh, Dejanay, I hopefully I'm saying that right, out of Florida. Dejanay Harris out of Florida, excuse me. Lonesha, Lonesha I want to say. Howell out of Florida. Amari McLean out of Florida. Yanis Montgomery out of Florida. Jocelyn Nunez of florida destiny rayford out of florida florida sarah walker um all these players are out of florida i'm just going to say that uh from here on out and then kelsey i want to say that's how you say that watson as well all players out of florida on top of that they are adding a transfer a quarterback Haley stanton uh we did a film breakdown of her on episode 30 and then also interviewed here uh before she went off to college on episode 35 she is transferring from midland but is originally from saint petersburg florida that'll be a very interesting mix to add uh as she is a quarterback by the way and you know did get some snaps with midland and so that'll be a very interesting quarterback to add to the mix here and hopefully jumpstart this offense now let's talk about some players that left either they graduated or transferred or they were just not listed on the roster for one reason or another uh let me start with the graduates here or at least i assume they graduated because they're all seniors or upperclassmen but you have lindsley francois you have ashlyn gary aisha cobb uh and then kiana tolbert those were the four graduates that they had but they kind of missed out or not missed out but they're they are losing a couple other players a good amount of players here they're losing ariana alvarez uh isabella Bedencourt, perla batista amaya or amia badgett uh andrea aguilera kiana acosta carol cadet Rudiana jasmine samaya brooks Tiffany Taffney Brown, Taniza Fletcher, and Kala Jones. So a pretty good amount of players that they are letting go here. Um, I didn't take the time to go and look through who started, uh, watch through all those games and whatnot. Not that I could have, anyways. But I don't believe they are losing many players that started or got significant playing time from last season. This was a pretty big roster mind you so there you go there that is florida memorial let's kind of go ahead and talk about some of the interesting storylines here so i think number one is how is this offense going to look for florida memorial last year i mean i made a note of this i've also had conversations with the coach there were struggles in the passing game and it was very obvious they couldn't consistently pass it they were out of rhythm they're out of timing and as the season went on it became less and less on the skill players and more and more on who was playing quarterback and they had a lot of different players play quarterback they had a little bit of a carousel there and so going into this season it's going to be interesting to see if they could really nail down this quarterback position i think that is one of the biggest storylines because without a good quarterback especially in this conference the offense is kind of stagnant you know they struggle you can have all the skill players in the world but if you don't have a good quarterback who can distribute the football and do a good job then what's the point you know 
Uh, I'm not really concerned about the defense, to be honest with you. I am going to mention them as a storyline here. I really think this defense could be one of the best in the entire country. They got the athletes to do it. I think Erica Johnson's going to build upon the fantastic season she had last year, uh, not only as a defensive back, but hopefully as well as a receiver. But at DB, I don't think they will regress at all. I think they have a lot of great athletes. I think the flag pulling will be more consistent here. Uh, I really love the Deja Fanning addition. I know there are like 13 other players, but that is the player I know, and I'm not going to talk about each player here because there is a lot of teams to come and a lot of players to cover so i'm gonna try to point out maybe one or two potentially at max three players out of the additions each team has that should be uh you know producing a lot and i think deja is one of those players for florida memorial i think they are getting an absolute stud somebody who could potentially be an all-conference caliber player potentially we'll see you know how she adapts and plays to this level but i feel like she definitely has the talent to do that you add on all the other recruits here it'll be interesting to see who else rises above and get some playing time and plays for this team that is returning a solid amount of athletes and so not really concerned about the defense i think they're going to do their job hold up their end of the bargain I am interested in seeing how good this offense could be because, you know, there are some burners. There are some really good athletes who could really turn up on this team. You saw it consistently. I remember watching that Midland game and just being like, oh my gosh, you know, there are some really good athletes out here. Um, and not just that game, a lot of their games. And so we will see what happens. And by the way, at the end of last year, uh, their power ranking was number 10. This year, we probably will release a preseason power rankings. Hopefully, that is done sooner than later. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what we could do there. Uh, I think they can potentially do better than 10. There will be more teams, obviously, in the entire country this year. And so um, maintaining that 10 spot even then would still be pretty good as you will have a couple new uh, programs vying to move up. And so really interested to see how Florida Memorial develops here. They've gotten better. You know, every year it felt like a lot between uh, their first year and second year. I really saw improvements. You know, they really, I feel like, found a core too, found a good group of athletes to build around, potential stars going into next year or sorry, going into this season. We'll see what happens. You know, I think this is a team that could really get close to that 500 mark here potentially i think that's their potential uh and if they win some of their closer games you know more than not or if they win all of them then you could definitely see them over 500 but one step at a time we will see what happens okay moving on to the next program here a program that i admire a lot and i am really high on and that is kaiser university last year had a pretty dominant season had a very successful season you could be pretty happy with how it's been uh going these first two years of the program but they continued to build on the success they found in year one and in year two they went 13 and 4 8 and 2 in conference let's go ahead and talk about how last year went i kind of want to uh go down the list here and talk about their opponents and how they did but to start the season, they pulled a pretty tough opponent in Georgia. They pulled Thomas. Now, at the time, they were a first-year program. 
but they played them really tough. They made a statement, and Thomas would actually beat them 19 to 13. Remember, at this time, Kaiser was, I believe they were the Sun Conference champs the year prior, and so for them to get knocked off by Thomas was maybe a sign of things to come um and we'll talk about that here in a minute but eventually they would bounce back with some really good dubs here beat florida memorial 27 to 7 beat midland 41 to 0 that was the infamous kennedy foster catch that was on espn sports center all over um fantastic catch i remember seeing that live and i was in shock but Great dub there. Then they would go and beat Warner here, uh, who was pretty hot at the time. So this kind of cooled Warner off a little bit. But they beat them 27-12. to Won a close one against Weber 20-13. to A dub's a dub, though. Moved on uh, after a bit of a break here and beat St. Thomas 19-0. They would then also beat Florida Memorial by the same score. It looks like 19-0 after... Jeez, it, I think that was almost two-ish, three-ish weeks off. Uh, so that was a pretty big gap in their season. So love to see that. And then they went and played Thomas. This time it was in their house. But some weather shenanigans, I'm pretty sure. Delays here. It's a lot. Go ahead and check out that episode. Um, but they lost to Thomas 18-19 to in an instant classic. One of my favorite games that I ever got to watch. Football games, period, honestly. So they didn't win it, but they played them really close. We're in a position to win. It happens, right? But then they go come back and beat Warner 34-13, Weber 32-13, St. Thomas 20-0 in a very dominant run to close the season. And then they made the Sun Conference Tournament where they beat St. Thomas pretty easily 32-6 once again. And once again, they faced Thomas a third time here and a second time in a row had another lightning delay which was crazy and they would also eventually lose this game as well which is honestly wild that now that i'm looking back and thinking about it they really uh lost both times in a very close game by one point in both games here and there was a weather delay in both games as well if i had a nickel for every time it happened I'd have two nickels, but it's still kind of crazy that it happened twice. So there you go. Lost to them 6-7. to seven. That was for the Sun Conference title here. So uh, very interesting set of circumstances. Really only when they played Thomas. I mean... Uh, the first time I felt like they were a little, they were a little rusty. You know, there's some rust. They weren't exactly in mid-season form. And Thomas, they came ready to play just a little bit better, and so they barely got edged out there. And then the last two, uh, I guess, times they met with Thomas here before that national tournament was just kind of tough. You know, they were just kind of tough, and it it happens. That's what happens when you play outside. Obviously, there's always that possibility, and so. They lost the Sun Conference here, but they finished second, and look, Thomas was definitely a team that they could have beaten. They've shown that by playing them close all of those times, and so definitely should be proud of how that regular season went. They were actually, I think Thomas was the only team they lost to in the regular season. Um, yeah, which is crazy. Thomas and Ottawa were actually the only teams they lost to uh, in the season. 
because in the NAI postseason, here's how I want. They beat Cotty 69-0, nice. Then they go ahead and beat Warner 32-19. That would wrap up pool play, where they would go ahead and play in the gold bracket here, where they would defeat Warner, similarly 33-13 here. Move on and play Ottawa in the semis, where they would just barely lose 21 to 26. Remember watching this game, it was a rematch of the national championship back in is I want to say that was 2021, and it was a classic. You know, it was a very good game, and unfortunately, it just didn't quite go their way here. Chloe Griffin had a huge 46-yard touchdown uh, at kind of near the end of that game to make this one a closer one with about a minute 21 left, but they just ran out of time, unfortunately, after Ottawa went up by two scores in that fourth quarter. And so definitely a winnable game. They just weren't quite good enough on that day. And then obviously Ottawa would go on and defeat Thomas in a close one in the national championship. And so really the only two teams Kaiser lost to were teams that made it to the national championship. And they played both of them close. It wasn't like it was a blowout either time. They lost to both teams by a score in all of their matchups. So that's how close Kaiser is to not only making it to the national championship, but potentially winning it as well now let's talk about this year's schedule they play everyone twice i believe except for reinhardt uh sorry they play all their conference teams twice except for reinhardt they only play them once here at least according to their schedule as of right now february 9th and they play reinhardt on april 1st um which is interesting here in uh florida so other than that uh, they don't play any out-of-conference teams. Uh, they pretty much keep it within their conference as they try to run it back. But let's go ahead and talk about some players who made our all-playmaker slash freshman team. Let's start with the all-playmakers here. Uh, starting with their quarterback, Jasmine Roden. Great quarterback, one of the best in the entire country. A player that could you know, both kill you on the ground and through the air. She's made some excellent throws off-platform as well. Just a dangerous quarterback, honestly. Usually plays a very clean game and is a big playmaker for this Kaiser team as uh, she will be returning. I, I thought I wasn't sure if she would uh, after last season because I want to say she was listed as a senior or something like that. But it looks like she will be returning to this team for at least one more run. So that'll make things very interesting. Then another playmaker here that made our list was Emma Wagonman. I believe she made it as a running back here. Uh, she was a great check down type of receiver and runner of the football. Plus, you know, she picked up blitzes very well. Was very impressed because there were some games where she just completely took over uh, because of how much attention they're paying to the receivers and their outside players out there. So uh, there you go. Very deserving of this. She will be returning as well. And then you also have Kennedy Foster, probably the best receiver in all of women's flag football right now also a great person big fan of her as a person but as a player she is extremely dominant a player that you have to double team to limit her because she's still gonna get hers but you know you you gotta do what you gotta do 
again, sir. That's really all it comes down to. But an absolute star for this team. Uh, her and Jasmine Roden have a great connection. You know, when they are... Oh my god. When they are freestyling out there, it is really hard to stop them. It is. So, you gotta really be on your P's and Q's and on your game plan when you play those two. But she will be returning, obviously, as well. And then they had one player who made all-freshman team. And Kaiser has a lot of experience. They didn't play too many freshmen, I believe, last year. But Chloe Griffin... Uh, made our all-freshman team a receiver for Kaiser. She made some pretty big plays. Just talked about the one she made in that national tournament there. Uh, so there you go. Those are those players. Now let's talk about some players that made all-conference. First off, Jasmine Roden and Kennedy Foster both made it as a quarterback and receiver, respectively. And then they also had Maria Vega make it as a first-team linebacker for them uh, on that all-conference list. So there you go. Those are really the players you got to look out for. I do want to throw out a number of names here who may not have had, I guess, the stats, but, you know, definitely contributed and will be returning as well. Reagan Pellegrino, she was a big part of this defense that uh, got them some pretty big stops when it mattered. So there you go. Adriana Cavallotti uh, started, I felt like, the season really hot and then cooled down down the stretch. I mean, there are a lot of receivers, a lot of great receivers in that room. Honestly, they probably have one of the best wide receiving rooms uh, last year and this year as they are returning a lot of them. And so Adriana Cavallotti made a lot of plays on offense. I believe she also she is also listed as a DB, but she was out there as well. A defense did her thing there. Uh, Samaya Bryant, linebacker receiver. She had some big plays every now and then. Uh, Sydney Woodman, receiver linebacker as well. She made some big plays. I mean, this was a pretty tall I, I would consider them a pretty tall defense for the most part whenever teams got into the red zone they really struggled uh scoring against them for the most part last season because of how much a length they do have and how great of an athlete uh every single one of these players on this defense were so there you go and then i do want to shout out Haley young quarterback sophomore this year she would have taken over for jasmine if she did graduate uh she's probably the next quarterback up but there were a couple plays where they had two quarterbacks out there and uh they got real creative and so she's a very good passer as well so just wanted to shout out those players for kaiser they contributed to their success last year and will for the most part go do that again this year now let's go ahead and talk about some players they are losing they're not losing a lot i actually believe they're losing possibly the least amount of players in the entire country or at least in this conference they're losing the least amount of players um from what i looked at but they are losing allison goolsby uh she made some big plays every now and then playing both sides i want to say so that's tough they are losing maria vega who i believe has transferred to saint thomas actually which is really interesting uh they're losing ariana Payne, uh kaylee morden and then juliana 
or Julianne, excuse me, Forden, um, Julianne there being a big part of that receiving group and how deep they were. Uh, they're just not listed on the roster for one reason or another. Maria Vega was the only one so far that I've found on another roster here in the Sun Conference. And so they are losing them. And you got to remember, Maria Vega was a first-team linebacker, uh, put in a lot of work for them, you know, got a lot of turnovers, it felt. And so that will be a pretty big loss. But, Kaiser, they are adding a number of players here. Um, not the biggest recruiting class here. In fact, I believe it is the smallest recruiting class here in the Sun Conference. But they really hit on some of these players here. So, uh, let's start with the recruits. With the recruits here, starting with probably one of their best ones, Brenna Ramirez out of Arizona. We actually got to break down her film as she was one of the best prospects last year. That is episode 155 if you want to check that out of there. Um, you could check out uh, what we had to say about her game if you want to listen about her more. And then we also actually got to interview her. She was uh, really courteous and let us interview her. That is episode 177. But she is an excellent athlete coming from a fan fantastic program in those lady ghosts out in arizona and she's an elite receiver and so she's going to be adding to the depth of this already talented and deep wide receiving crew here i'm sure she's going to carve out a spot for them either on offense or defense i mean she's a great prospect regardless and a great person regardless as well and so that is a pretty big get for Kaiser there, uh, one of their best here. Now, they're also bringing, and I'm just going to go down the line here, Melina Trinidad out of Florida, Alexis Santiago out of Florida, Sofia Caprino also from Florida, Jade McGrain, and then Rachel, I want to say it's Firestein? Fierstein? Excuse me if I'm saying that wrong. I am so sorry. But out of Florida. So all Florida recruits except for Brenna Ramirez, which is interesting. Now they do have a couple of transfers. They have Jonice Murphy. Um, she is from Florida. Technically, she's transferring from another college that doesn't have women's flag football, I believe, in Lynn. And then they are getting a pretty big transfer in Marissa Rubino, um, who was part of Kansas Wesleyan her first two years there and was a big part of that team. I mean, she was an all-conference player. And so that's a great athlete to add to not only your defense, but your offense as well. That adds even more depth to that offense. And so very quality recruiting class here. Not the most, but a very quality recruiting class to replace some of the players you miss, plus add a little bit more. And then on top of that, I hear next year's recruiting class is pretty good. I've had my eyes on that as well. But that's next year. Let's talk about this season. Let's talk about the storylines here. I think the biggest storyline, I mean, it has to be the biggest storyline, is can this team win a national championship? Sun Conference, I mean, I, I'm not going to say it's a given. I think the Sun Conference is going to be extremely competitive. Anything could happen in the Sun Conference. It could be anybody's year. I truly believe that. That's how talented and how great all of these teams are across the Sun Conference. Any one of these teams could really step up and it could be their year, in my opinion. Kaiser, I would feel like is up there with the favorites i mean thomas is there as well since they're the defending champs as well as sun conference champs but the sun conference is going to be crazy i mean there's going to be a lot of battling 
I really am not going to try to predict how all that's going to go just because I know how competitive it can be. Now, going into the postseason, as in that national tournament, things will get interesting. I mean, the first year, went to the national championship, lost barely. Their second year, uh, got to the semifinals, lost to the eventual national champs. They were just caught off guard in that one, honestly. And so the third year, can they go back to the national championship and can they win it? That is the big question that they got to answer. This is how talented this team is. Obviously, they're going to approach every game one game at a time and, you know, approach every week one week at a time and get the wins where they can and continue to get better. But this is an extremely talented squad. This is a squad with an elite quarterback, a great backup quarterback, by the way, who I feel like could do a lot of good things as well. And then they have a real good running back in Emma Wagman. They have an extremely deep wide receiving core. I mean, Kennedy Foster, star. Chloe Griffin, upcoming star, if not already one, to be honest with you. You also have Brennan Ramirez, who is a star on the uh, high school level slash I guess club level as well. You're also bringing in Marissa Rubino, who is an all-conference player, you know, these last two years for Kansas Wesleyan. That is a deep wide receiving core. And on top of that, I'm sure there are going to be more receivers that are going to step up and do their thing. Oh, my bad. Adriana Cavallotti. She's out there as well. Don't want to forget her. She did her thing. And all these other recruits. I mean, they got a gang here. They got a squad. An extremely deep wide receiver group. Uh, very smart quarterbacks. A very good defense. I mean, losing Maria Vega is tough, but... You know, your defense is not just one person, it's a whole unit. And I really felt that as the season went on. This was a unit that could really play with the best of them. And so, it'll be really interesting to see what Kaiser does moving forward. I would love to see them win, honestly. They are an extremely fun team. One of my favorite teams in the entire country to watch and follow here. It should be a big season. It should be a very exciting season here full of highlights, full of wins and dubs. But I know they are thinking about that last game here. They must have thought about it at some point, honestly. Who doesn't, right? But that last game of the season is going to be the one that matters at the end of the day and potentially decide whether this was a successful season or not, at least in their eyes, you know, because they've set the bar pretty high already. The bar, the expectation is that they at least make it to the national championship or get close to it, semis, you know, anything below that. We'll see. Same with the Sun Conference, you know. They'd love to at least be in the, in the dance, in the playoffs, I guess, uh, for the Sun Conference. That is the bar here. So we will see if they can not only meet it, but also exceed it. Should be a very exciting team uh, this season once more. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about Weber International University. Last year went 8-10. and 10. A little bit of an up and down season. Let's go down the line here. Talk about what happened here. Uh, because it really felt like an up and down uh, season. So let's let's start with them beating FMU. They beat them pretty handedly. 33-6. to Remember watching this game? I mean, it was Russ uh, that they were definitely trying to kick off here. I mean, it was okay. They still beat him. But there were some mistakes that they could have handled uh, better. And, I mean, just not make altogether. But that's all you could expect from a season opener. 
from then on, they would go on a four-game losing streak, including losses to Kaiser 13-20 and Thomas 7-13, two games that were pretty winnable there, there. But then after that, they would go on a hot streak here and rattle off five games in a row. All blowout wins, by the way. They weren't close. Blew out everyone. This included defeating Kansas Wesleyan 26-7, stunning Ottawa 31-0, say that Ottawa game was probably their best game of the entire season one of their best games at least uh, that was a good one to watch there and all of those games that they played on that five game winning streak was all at home but then right after that they would go on a four game losing streak uh, which were all road games by the way and their closest loss once again was to Thomas who they lost to only zero to seven so there you go there a lot of uh close losses here i mean especially being able to play a team like thomas that close that's tough you know and because of that little losing streak they went on uh which was to saint thomas kaiser thomas like i said and warner they missed the entire sun conference tournament so they were not in that and the only postseason they got to play on was actually the national uh tournament here and so let's go ahead and talk about how that went so in pool play they would go ahead and beat kansas wesleyan pretty narrowly 14 to 6 uh kansas wesleyan i mean they just had some opportunities that they didn't make the most out of and so they lost that's how that went and they played thomas in pool play once more lost to them 26 to 6 this was not really a super close game but it didn't matter i believe they still made the gold bracket here where they played saint thomas here in the quarterfinal and i remember kind of thinking that this was a really good win for them it wasn't exactly an upset win at least i would not call it an upset win um but you know st thomas was a team that kind of beat them by a lot the last two matchups in the regular season i mean lost them pretty similarly both times 24 to 7 and uh 25 to 6 there and then they came back and beat st thomas 20 to 13 i thought it was a pretty solid game and so they go into the semifinal, and then they lose just really badly to thomas 33 to 0 here not exactly how you want it to go i mean thomas was favored the entire time i would say but uh just a pretty sloppy game i think the youth of this team showed just a little bit in that last game but uh definitely some things to work on here i mean they had some close games that i'm sure they want back in one but just a very up and down season they couldn't quite consistently get into a rhythm for really long stretches i mean they had that five game win streak it was all at home and i want to say a lot of that was within a week i would say uh but other than that, they kind of just struggled to stay, stay consistent, you know, and there were some questions, I would say, for sure. But let's go ahead and talk about this year's schedule for them. They play all their conference opponents twice, but they do go to Kentucky where they play Milligan once again. Then they play some new, coming, uh, new colleges, first-year programs here in Campbellsville and Reinhardt. Campbellsville is in Kentucky. They are hosting this thing, which is huge for them. Then they play Reinhardt from Georgia, and then they also play a Juco. And all Juco's, uh, I think this is their first season of flag football. So they are also a first-year program in Hawking College. 
And so there you go there. And then they also play Campbellsville on April 4th when they come to Florida. So they actually play Campbellsville twice, which is really interesting to me. But, you know, a number of pretty interesting out of conference games here should really be able to help us kind of gauge where those first year programs are uh but i would probably honestly go ahead and favor weber in all of them so there you go there now let's talk about the all playmakers and freshman team players that made our list here first things first Kayla Burrows, she made our all-playmaker list as a wide receiver. Extremely dynamic. I want to say also at one point, uh, we were definitely seriously considering her for MVP, I would say. But she just barely missed that cut there. Still an excellent player. Absolute playmaker. One of the best in the entire Sun Conference. So there you go there. And then Samuel Wilson, their quarterback, made our all-freshman team. She ended up being the starter for that team uh, at the end of the season and had some really good games throughout the season and really uh, showed a lot of potential here for them. And so I would say she's the presumed starter going into this next year as uh there were some you know questions last year i know sierra harris started for them last year the first year and she got the start to begin the season but was slowly kind of phased out into more of a you know wildcat uh play slash package specific role on offense than on defense she was a safety for them so you know, there was a little bit of a quarterback controversy, just a little bit. But let's talk about some of these all-conference players, uh, players that did make all-conference here. Kayla Burrows, uh, she made all-conference both as a wide receiver and a linebacker doing her thing there. Breeza Robinson also made it as a linebacker for Weber. She was a big part of the defense, uh, the leader of this defense, I would say for sure here, and made a lot of big plays for them and really led. So absolutely love to see that. I do want to shout out some other players that, you know, had uh, pretty solid roles on this team, uh, on this team which includes Malia Domingo, uh, Hayden Roop had some big plays as well, I would say on both sides of the ball, uh, Nadia Arroyo, she did her thing as well, so definitely a couple players that did their thing for Weber, now let's talk about the players they are losing, as they are losing a pretty good chunk of players and uh, uh, I mean just some players that also contributed to this team last year, big contributors here, but they let me start with the transfer the one transfer they have first so uh, one of their players Suzanne Kaufman has transferred to Ottawa she was a pretty big part of this defense for Weber and so now she'll be joining the defending national champs over there and so that will definitely be a big loss she was a starter for them they are also losing Sierra Harris here, uh, not transferring, at least I don't think so, but just did not see her on the roster, which is interesting as she was starting at safety, I'm pretty sure, and you know, she was a kind of another quarterback they would roll out there in some of their two quarterback sets, plus, you know, she could play that receiver running back role as well, so that's a pretty good athlete they are losing. Now, talking about the two players that are graduating, Valerie Gravera and Alyssa Rivera, both of them have graduated, and then they are losing a couple other players that just weren't listed on this roster, but were listed last year. And Allie Goins, uh, Jasmine Hamilton, Brianna Kolich, 
Tian or Sartia Bins, excuse me, Erica Terrell, and then Faith Cullen Cooper. So definitely losing a couple players, but they are bringing in some really interesting players. Uh, do have a couple of transfers here. They weren't listed last year on the roster. Uh, but they are on there now, and they aren't freshmen, so that's why I consider them transfers. But you have Samantha Gonzalez, uh, Zoe Mello, Isabella Gallo, so there you go there. And then let's talk about some of the recruits that they are bringing in here, starting with these two, Caitlin Sigmundy and Emma Balaco from Ruskin, Florida, from Leonard High School here, a big part of that successful program actually got the opportunity to break down both of their film when they were in high school and uh you know definitely lived up to expectations obviously there so you could check that episode out but we did get to interview both of them last year their senior year uh that is playmakers corner episode 115 if you want to see that one and see what they had to say i believe that was before uh they decided on their commitment there so there you go, but those two players uh, are going to be really big for Weber. Uh, Caitlin is probably one of the best receivers in this recruiting class. I would say one of the top receivers, if not the top receiver in Florida in that recruiting class. So that's a pretty uh, big get there at another receiving threat opposite of Kayla Burroughs. Uh, so love to see that and plus she's a really good safety as well safety DB she plays both ways so she is gonna be a I would expect her to be a pretty big part of this team here and this rotation uh, so we'll see what happens there and then you have Evan Blocko here running back cornerback uh, works really hard a great person too by the way was really impressed uh, by some of her improvements going into her senior year I think she's a big pickup for Weber as well adds a little bit more depth uh, all around both that running back corner uh, I mean she's just a very good athlete so love to see that and then they also brought in a couple other players uh, Jasmine Henry Gabby Franzosi, Sierra Zeno, Jada Dillard, Kaylee Wine, Kara Weber, Pearl Story, all players from Florida. So those are some of the additions that they have to help replace some of the players that they are losing. Now, let's go ahead and talk storylines for Weber. I think the first one I talk about is the quarterback position here. I think Sam Wilson is the presumed starter. I don't think there will be any changes. The only other quarterback, or at least listed on this roster, is Sierra Zeno, who is a freshman uh, from Jacksonville, Florida, Clay High School. So there's there's one other quarterback on the roster, but honestly, I think this is probably Sam Wilson's job to lose here i mean she did really well in flashes last year and then obviously there were times where you know she looked just a little well she looked like a freshman to be honest with you and so she's a little bit more seasoned going into her second year she had a lot of playing time last year uh it's going to be interesting to see what this development jump looks like for her because as you probably know out there if you are a fan of flag football football in general you know the quarterback really directs how good an offense will be they're a pretty big indicator of that and so if the quarterback's not playing well you can have all the great receivers in the world but if you don't have somebody throwing them the ball 
who cares, right? Uh, doesn't really matter. And so, really interested to see how much Sam Wilson develops here. How good she could potentially be this year. I mean, this is a conference with a lot of great quarterbacks. Um, the one that comes to mind is Jasmine Roden. She's great. Shelby Hartley from Thomas, I think, is a very good quarterback. I mean, you have a lot of very quality quarterbacks out there. She's going to have to play as one of the top ones, not only in the conference, but in the entire country for them to get farther than what they did last year, or at least even achieve what they did last year as well as things get a little bit stiffer as competition gets a little bit tougher. So there you go. Now, another storyline to kind of keep an eye out on or side eye just a little bit here is the defense. They are losing some players. I'm looking at Suzanne Kaufman, Sierra Harris. Those aren't exactly easy players to lose. I mean, they're starters for two years, I'm pretty sure there. So it'll be interesting to see how the defense does this year, uh, if they could continue to improve because last year, I mean, just in general, they had a pretty tough go. Uh, th there were some games where I feel like they were really good. And then there are some games where, I mean, they just weren't. It was really up and down, but you could tell that the potential was definitely there. So we'll, we'll see what the defense does this year, because uh, there are some players that they got to replace and all of that great stuff. Uh, you know, they're going to have to take a step forward and be a little bit more consistent to really hold it down for them. I'm, I think, honestly, just as a team in general, they got to develop. They got to get better. They've had a year to gel and off-season to get better, work with each other. We'll see where that chemistry is really at there uh, for Weber. So I think those are really the main two ones. I mean, just seeing where the chemistry is at and seeing how far this team has developed. I mean, they had a pretty solid amount of young players last season that played that will be coming back. That is their core moving forward, it seems. And so we'll see how far they could go. I mean, it's, it's really hard to just put a finger on it because like I said, they were just really up and down between that win streak and then they went on a losing streak to end the year and uh, they played some teams closer at different parts in the season and then they weren't close at the end there and then vice versa as well you know we'll we'll see you know we need some uh, stability and consistency to really be able to nail this thing down here uh you could definitely probably i don't think it's out of the question to see them you know finishing over 500 and potentially pushing for a sun conference title here um, you know, all they really got to do is just make it to the dance and then, you know, anything could happen in the postseason for sure there if they are playing up to the level that I know that they could play at. So we'll see what happens with this team if they could get a little bit more consistent moving forward. Regardless, excited to see how they handle this season moving on. Uh, by the way, finished just at fifth here, uh, still in the top tier of teams last year at the end of the season uh like i said we will be coming out with a preseason uh rankings hopefully eventually but you know uh, we'll get there when we get there okay moving on let's talk about warner university uh last year with the new head coach um improved by a lot went eight and nine which is pretty solid Considering they basically had to rebuild the team uh, and it was a first year head coach, I think you could live with that and definitely build on that moving forward. But here last season, they only lost to Thomas and Kaiser in 
conference play. Couldn't beat either of them. I mean, they lost to Kaiser by two scores both times, and then they lost to Thomas 0-14, 20-26, and 12-13. Just couldn't quite get past Thomas here. Um, despite playing them pretty close, you know, they just couldn't get past them, which is just really tough to see here. But, uh, oh, and I also am going to mention this. They lost to Ottawa 45-20. to one in the national tour tournament they did beat st mary's uh 40 to 27 and then they would go on and lose to kaiser i believe this is pool play 32 to 19 um and they would make the gold bracket but obviously wouldn't go to the national championship just being a little bit short there altogether like i said still a good year for a first year head coach and basically kind of a first year program since they were just redoing a lot of things there so there you go there hopefully they're gonna build on that moving forward here um but let's talk about uh this year's schedule so they play all conference teams twice and then they go ahead and play campbellsville twice in kentucky on the 14th and 15th which is interesting to me but while they're there they also play milligan and reinhardt and then after that they play fort lauderdale once before returning to conference play so a lot of uh out of conference type of games here it looks like so that'll be really interesting to see how those go and you know if they could go do their thing out there now let's talk about the roster all playmaker slash freshman team type of players they had one player that made both of those lists and that is cynthia homs here uh just an excellent athlete she was an all pmc uh team both uh, well she would have made either side honestly but we only do one player per position but she made it as a receiver she was extremely elite there one of the best in the entire country and then as a defensive player she is up there as well you know just doing her thing and also you know she obviously made our all freshman team so there you go and then madison tingen their quarterback their starter for all of last year was our all-freshman uh, playmaker quarterback. So loved seeing that. She played really well. Uh, had some excellent games. Started the season really hot. You know, a little up and down. But altogether, I would say a pretty good season for a first-year college quarterback. I mean, that transition from high school to college, no matter how you slice it, is always pretty tough. Uh, but I would say she was the best freshman quarterback in last year's class so there you go now talking about uh some players here uh both of them made all conference here cynthia homs actually was the player of the year and then madison tingen was the all-conference quarterback voted above um a number of players so loved seeing that now i do want to mention some other players who you know made some pretty big plays when it mattered here uh leah lewis she made some big plays novea hamilton a lot of these players played both ways by the way uh she but anyways novea hamilton she did her thing trinity kieran is a player that really came on i felt like at the end of the season really emerged as a second option uh, a wideout option to Cynthia Homs here. And so that was pretty huge uh, for her to do that. Definitely a player to look out for moving forward here. But just wanted to mention those players really quickly as some other players that you should probably look out for uh, this season. Now, 
let's talk about some players that they're losing. And like I said, this is just based off of what I saw in last year's roster and then this year's roster just combing through all of that great stuff. Let's first talk about the players they're losing. Um, I don't think they have graduated uh, or they transferred, uh, or at least I couldn't find if they transferred to another program or playing for them. But they are losing Bernayo Williams, Nevaeh Hamilton, who I did talk about, had some uh, pretty good, pretty big contributions to this team last year. Um, Shade Green, Ekaterina Alessandro, Tatiana Taylor, Jasmine Pollock, Evelyn uh, Mimna, I want to say. So they are losing a couple players, but they are bringing in the biggest recruiting class, I think, out of anyone in the Sun Conference and honestly anyone in the entire country here they have one i think it's a transfer here in destiny burrows uh which should be a really good athlete to add to that receiving core and possibly that defense as well but talking about all the players they're bringing in they're bringing in jashana lyons uh actually got to break down her film she's from florida that is episode 164 if you want to look at that and see what type of player she was uh, played a little bit of quarterback for her high school, but is honestly just an excellent athlete and could play all the positions, I would say, as well. So it'll be really interesting to see how she is uh, used moving forward. She is listed as a receiver and a linebacker, so we'll see what happens there. But definitely somebody that, uh, you know, you got to keep an eye out for. She's extremely versatile. So, just throwing it out there. But they are also bringing in Jenna Marrero from New York here. Uh, covered her on episode 136 if you want to check out and see what her game is all about here. She actually was originally committed to Cotty College, but obviously would go ahead and flip to Warner here. Listed as a quarterback, wide receiver, and DB. Regardless, a pretty highly touted prospect here. Uh, definitely somebody that gives your offense a lot of flexibility and can really get creative with things there as well. And then I do want to mention one other player that we did cover as well, Courtney Cromer. Um, that was episode 155 where we broke down her film. She's from Jensen Beach High School, listed as a quarterback, a pretty solid quarterback prospect. And so it'll be interesting to see uh, how she fits into this equation here as they have brought, on, brought in a number of players who have played quarterback before and are listed at quarterback. But just going down the line, uh, listing all of the players that they brought in, which is a lot. You know, I can't talk about all of them. I just figured I'd talk about the ones we've already talked about there. But they're also bringing in Alexa Roche uh, from New York, Jasmine Chima from Florida, Kennedy Wolf from Florida, Andrea Castillo. She's from Panama. Uh, by the way, remember that Panama team last year uh, won the chip in their. I want to say it's not really a national championship, but they won the flag uh, championship at some point at that Pro Bowl. So I believe she was part of that squad there, if I'm not mistaken. Then they're also bringing in Nicolette D. Simone from New York, Destiny Whitmore from Florida, Amiri Logan from Florida, Anna Vincenzini, I want to say, another Panama player, so that's huge. Madeline Portwood from Florida. Lexi Mosley from Florida, from Leonard, uh, by the way, here. Michaela Lowenbach uh, from Florida, from Jensen, another Jensen Beach player. 
Ayana Robinson from Florida, Chanel Harrison from Florida, uh, Kenzie Kuzniers, I want to say, also from Florida, uh, Ulysses Hodgson. I'm sorry if I'm butchering some of these. I'm trying my best, I swear to God. Um, but from Florida, Titi Comer from Florida, that's a big pickup. Uh, Andre Rodriguez, another player from Panama, and then Shay Crooks, another player from Florida. I believe she is a another quarterback. Uh, yeah, she is. So there you go. There all together, um, twenty-two additions to this squad. This is the biggest roster they've ever had in the history of this program. So very interesting to see where all of these players fit in. Uh, also going to note this three players from Panama were picked up. You know, obviously that's a program um, or well, that's a country slash, you know, club that they were all part of, I guess, that were really successful and really passionate about flag football. There's a lot of great players from Panama. And so for them to bring in three of those players is pretty huge for them adding to that culture of Warner of winning and all of that great stuff there and then also wanted to note they are bringing in four different quarterbacks uh that is Jenna Marrero Courtney Cromer Andrea Rodriguez um she's from Panama by the way and then Shay Crooks also noting Jashana Lyons did play quarterback uh back in the day but I don't think she will be playing that on the next level here so four different quarterbacks brought in here uh definitely interesting as madison tingen will be returning as well i would assume it's her job to lose if any but she is definitely uh the front runner here to start i don't think there will be any changes but you know nobody else no other team in the country, I don't believe, has brought in four quarterbacks. At least no uh, teams that have been around for more than one year has brought in uh, first or four quarterbacks like that. So just really interesting there. But regardless, let's kind of move on and talk about the storylines here. I mean, here's the thing. Moving forward, Warner, they got an identity. They got a very good core to work with here. Cynthia Homs is an absolute star Definitely somebody who can be the best player in the country, win MVP this year and all that great stuff. And so she's going to do her thing regardless. And then you have Madison Tingen returning at quarterback. A lot of learning, a lot of growing last year, a lot of experience. Played at a very high level though, you know, even while learning. And so going into this year, it's going to be interesting to see what has happened with the whole uh, off season under her belt here uh, another whole off season under her belt here so there you go there but i am gonna just throw this out there i don't want to you know cause any controversy but four quarterbacks were recruited and so it'll be interesting to see if they run multiple quarterback sets uh if that's something in the playbook there or you know if there is an opportunity for one of them to potentially be the starter going into this year and so just throwing that out there you know uh, i don't think you recruit four quarterbacks for no reason but those are the main two storylines i mean surrounding your two best players in your core here in tension and homs from last year another storyline to potentially keep in mind here is just how much more they could improve moving forward i mean they only lost to thomas and kaiser 
in conference last year. Um, or well, sorry, I should say that those are the only two teams that they didn't beat at least once in conference last year. Uh, excuse me there, I should correct that. And so with that being said, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if they could take that next step forward into that next tier of teams that are not only contending in the Sun Conference, but in the entire country as well. You know, they made the gold bracket last year, but, you know, obviously you want to see them continue to get better and really develop into a true contender. I think they have a lot of players here. I mean, there's just a lot of names. I couldn't talk about all of them in detail because they have 22 new players, but they got a lot of players that I really expect to continue to contribute, to uh, help relieve some of the pressure from Homs here and, you know, take advantage of some of those one-on-one -on -one situations um, that, you know, playing with a high-caliber player like Homs obviously provides. And so it's going to be really interesting to see how they continue to develop, how this defense continues to develop, and all of that great stuff here. But I think the bigger, the biggest question is really just how much more are they going to be able to get better this year with another year of development and offseason and all of that great stuff and who can contribute to that in this little recruiting class that they have. Okay, moving on. Let's talk about St. Thomas University here. Last year had a solid season, went 8-7 here, 6-4 in conference, started the season by beating Midland, then they would lose to Warner 24-6, win 24-7, beat Thomas in a thriller, in OT by the way, 7-6, then they would go ahead and blow out Florida Memorial 46-6, then lose to Kaiser 0-19, lose to Thomas 0-13, Beat Warner in a thriller 13 to 12 for beating Weber 25 to 6 and FMU 25 to 0. Then they would lose to Kaiser 0 to 20 and then once more 6 to 32. So uh, it felt like they lost to Kaiser kind of a lot here. But other than that, I believe they beat every team in this conference once, which they should be pretty happy about. Uh, honestly, because that means that they're not too far away from uh, truly contending here and eventually, you know, being a team that could uh, take this Sun Conference by storm and uh, and more. But in the NAIA tournament here, I mean, they beat Milan 34 to 7, lost to Ottawa in a close one, 7 to 19, and then they lost to Weber 13 to 20, which honestly was a game that I felt like they really shouldn't have lost. So there you go there. That's kind of how that season ended. Just a little bit disappointing, to be honest with you. But it's a new year. This year, they start on February 15th here. At the time this releases, that'll be here in a couple of days. That will be a good one against Warner here. And so they play all conference teams twice, uh, including newcomer Reinhardt. I believe they play them twice. And then they also play for Lauderdale. That game will be on March 23rd. Yes, sorry, I had to look at that twice. And then they play Campbellsville on April 4th. So a couple... Uh, out of conference and new teams that they will be facing but uh, pretty much a business as usual though now let's go ahead and talk about players who made our all playmaker slash all freshman team they had two 
who made our all-freshman team. And one of them was also on our all-playmaker team. That's Tashumbo Washington. Uh, very good DB for them who locked up. Got like a million interceptions. I felt she was a defensive playmaker of the year candidate as well. And so she really balled out for them. And then you also have Rayona Baker. Uh, she was an all-freshman wide receiver. Really turned up and had some pretty big plays throughout the entire season. Now, talking about all-conference players, Deshumbo Washington made that list as well as a all-conference defensive back. And then you also had Tyler Bryant. Uh, she would make that list as a wide receiver. So that was pretty big time. And so you could expect both of those players, all those players, to make big plays. I think they have real a pretty solid receiving core here between Riona Baker, Tyler Bryant, and then this defense led by Tashumbo Washington uh, has made some pretty big plays. I mean, Tashumbo Washington, she's a playmaker. I feel like the defense kind of revolves around her just a little bit because she's going to bring or she's going to take the best matchup and then try to remove them from the equation. And so uh, those are all really good pieces to work around. And then I do want to mention this player right here, Julianne Yolkowski. Uh, took over the quarterback job as a freshman last year. I believe Holly Nair, uh, she was the uh, starting quarterback to start. And then Jules eventually took over. And I believe, well, at least I'm just going to go ahead and presume that she will be the starter going into this year. And so definitely uh, looking forward to her development, seeing how much better she got. She had really good flashes last year and then i also want to throw out uh jada graham i believe she was kind of struggling with an injury last year wasn't really able to come back if she did i i feel like you know just it was a little bit of a quiet comeback and so one year removed from all that looking forward to a bounce back season from her which should be pretty big time now let's talk about some of the players that this team is losing here starting with the one person who i know transferred and th that is dejanice dj pierce uh she was a big time linebacker for them receiver as well i mean she was a leader for that squad but she has transferred to ottawa and so that is kind of a big loss here, along with some of these other players uh, who I recognized here and there, starting with Janiah Palmer, Gabriella Santi, things Santi Genia, I want to say. I'm definitely butchering that, and I apologize. Sabrina Cabrera, Imani Lindsay, Kennedy Watson, uh, Destiny Francois, I felt like made some big plays every now and then here. Uh, she was a big part of this team. Macy John Baptiste, uh, Shamaya Lewis, Destiny Roberts, Jada or Jada, sorry Sawyer, and then Lauren Turner. So they are losing a couple, but they do have a solid recruiting class here of 12. And then I'm actually gonna start with the transfer here, who I think might be one of their more interesting pickups, and that is Maria Vega from Kaiser. Uh, if you remember, she was an all-conference linebacker last year and so uh, you could probably expect her to step into that dj paris role here or at least be a big contributor to this defense 
And so honestly, there's definitely the potential for her to get better. Uh, she was a big part of that Kaiser defense. She will bring uh, some of that prowess to this team here now. So there you go. I think that's probably one of their biggest uh, recruits slash additions to the squad. And then I'm just going to go down the line, talk about everyone here uh, or list everyone here. They brought in Maya Salas, uh, Shayla Tran, Destiny Dyer, Francis uh Staden, I want to say, Cameron Campbell, Avari Albright-Walker, Vanaya Leon, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how you say that, Veronica McBride, uh, Dominique Parks, Alexi Perez, and Alana Brutus, all players from Florida here. So there you go. That is St. Thomas in uh, that squad here. Now let's talk storyline. So last year, kind of felt like it was a little up and down i mean they had two three game winning streaks here uh to start the season i mean they blew out weber beat thomas and ot and then blew out fmu and after that they lost to kaiser and thomas kind of by uh well they lost to kaiser zero to 19 and then thomas zero to 13 so not too bad those are probably games that you could have won if a couple of drives won differently i mean you could say that about every game but for them specifically uh that was definitely you know games that uh they could have competed in a little bit better and then they would go on and beat warner um, that was, I'm pretty sure that was the Hail Mary game. And then they would beat Weber again and beat FMU again before losing to Kaiser again, 20 to zero. And so it really felt like it was up and down here going into this year, hopefully looking for a little bit more stability. I think last year they went back and forth between Holly and Jules. Uh, part, some of that was injury. And then I feel like eventually Jules just won the quarterback spot and just stayed healthy. And then they were good from then on. And so I'm expecting Joel Zukowski to be the starting quarterback here to really lead this team here for there to not really be any more changes or surprises on the offensive side of the ball and I think with that if they're playing consistently then I think they have a really good chance of winning some of these closer games and you know getting back into that Sun Conference tournament again and potentially contending for that title uh i really like their db to shumble washington here i think she's probably one of the best if not the best in the entire country at what she does on this level and so i think with her leading this defense you throw in a vet like maria vega as well you could definitely see this defense continue to improve and get better here um but i wouldn't uh, uh, just from what i saw just from watching and whatnot i wouldn't exactly blame some of these losses or struggles primarily on the defense i feel like the offense there are just times that they were just cold uh you know and so we'll see if they could continue to be consistent or if they could get more consistent i should say and uh how that will affect their season because i think they're one of those teams that you know are kind of in the middle of the pack almost but they could definitely go either way win more games and be way above 500 or lose a couple games and be just slightly below 500 but i don't really think that's gonna happen so just throwing that out there but that is saint thomas university a solid program like i said here in the sun conference all these teams are going to compete they're going to do a good job they're going to get better there's pretty good coaching here i mean there's no first year head coaches in this conference i'm pretty sure out of all the uh multi-year programs and that's a big difference from the kcac 
I will say. So uh, we'll see how this season goes for St. Thomas. But let's move on and let's go ahead and talk the defending Sun Conference champions. Talk about them and the national runner-ups in Thomas University. The Nighthawks last year in their first year as a program, they did extremely well. Went 18-2, and won the Sun Conference, like I said, over Kaiser 7-6 in a very close one. Um, here are their only two losses. So they lost to St. Thomas University in overtime. This was in the regular season. Uh, I believe it was their second game of the season as well. So very early on, they would eventually avenge that loss. But that's their first loss. And then they would end up losing to Ottawa in a close one in the national championship only 24 to 20 uh it just didn't quite go their way honestly even though they played a very clean game a very good football game so there you go now i do want to throw this out there are a couple of stats uh from last year eight of their 18 wins were by one score and only four of their games were by two scores now don't you know get that mistaken as they just got really lucky and you know it was luck all the time no there are definitely games where they uh were able to either come back or they were just able to close it you know and use up a lot of the clock they had some of the best clock management probably the best in the entire country i would say whether it came down to you know running very quick drives to go win the game uh and not allow the other team any time or you know very long drives to go ahead and run down the clock and use that as much as possible to really force opposing teams into more strategic i guess uh clock management strategies with all of that stuff going on and so they really put the pressure on a lot of teams here they played excellent defense and when they needed to their offense pretty much always came through so very well coached squad out there and you know what going into this next season they are for sure going to be a contender but let's talk about this year's schedule here so they play all sun conference opponents twice um, from March 13th to 14th, they play a couple programs here. They play Campbellsville and Reinhardt, both in first-year programs. Uh, Reinhardt being in Georgia as well, so that'll be a very interesting game. And then they also play Milligan, which I believe would be for the first time. I don't believe they played them last year. Um, I might be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure they did. They don't. But then after that, on March 17th, they do go down to Lake City, Florida to play the University of Fort Lauderdale and, at and Atlantis as well, two additional first-year programs. So they're playing a number of first-year programs here in Atlantis, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Reinhardt, and Campbellsville, plus also playing Milligan for the first time here. So things should get really interesting here, just seeing a bunch of different teams and whatnot that they are playing outside of the Sun conference opponents that they have so there you go there now let's talk about the roster here because they played very good football together the chemistry was obviously there from the start and it would be there all the way to the end uh, let's first talk about the players that made our all playmaker and all freshman team here uh, they had a couple for all playmaker on offense uh they had one player uh definitely a lot 
to consider there though but they had one player make it and that's their uh, center slash running back margarita pena uh she played very well was a great check down option for them and was probably one of the best in the entire country and it really showed whenever she stepped on the field she's a pretty big part of that offense uh, that also did a really good job you know just running down the clock and forcing other teams to use timeouts and be a little bit more strategic with their time management here so there you go now let's talk about the defense which i feel like was probably well not probably but was their identity you know they played excellent defense in my opinion was the top defense in the entire country here so they had a couple they had uh their rusher jada reese who was also our defensive player of the year so there you go there uh there was also janae scott at linebacker Brittany delva at linebacker and then they also had Sanaya Glover at DB who made it. So a lot of great football players uh, that were considered. And, you know, a lot of great football players that made this list here for Thomas, especially on the defensive side of the football. I mean, this was a very complete unit here that played team football. Honestly, it wasn't just one player making all the plays and whatnot. They played together extremely well here. Now, let's continue and talk about some players that had all-conference uh, recognition here, starting with Kiana Cole. She actually won Sun Conference Offensive Player of the Year here. I mean, she played a lot of different roles for them. Quarterback, running back, a little bit of receiver here and there. I mean, when they really needed to go ahead and just run down the clock, she was a player that they would plug in and run a lot of run plays with. Uh, run plays slash, you know, maybe some sort of versions of RPOs here and there just to keep the defense on their toes and so she was really key in a lot of the offense production that Thomas had especially when they needed to close the game she was kind of their closer I would say and then Janae Scott was actually named all Sun Conference linebacker and was the defensive player of the year so she was definitely big time in that and then Brittany Delva I believe made all conference wide receiver and linebacker being able to really contribute to both ways there and being an MVP candidate as well if I remember correctly so a lot of great football players on that team really showed out in their first year and those are players that you really gotta look out for going into this next season because they are all returning but before we talk about next season i do also want to shout out their quarterback shelby hartley here uh she really came on um in that last stretch i mean really all season she played extremely well i would say but as the season went on she made some very clutch plays and drives for them uh their quarterback she will be returning as well trying to run it back and win one hopefully win it all hopefully they already won a sun conference championship and so we'll see what happens but she was a big part of this team and you know it always helps bring back a quarterback instead of replacing one and so that'll definitely be something to look out for now I would talk about graduates and transfers here. They haven't exactly updated the roster, but I've already looked and uh, did a little bit of research here. And so they will actually be returning their entire roster from last year. I believe that's been confirmed because I saw that in a little article from a local newspaper. And so... Uh, or news outlet, I should say. So, there you go there. The whole gang is coming back. That actually makes them... Uh 
I think, one of the only teams to retain their entire roster. And they have the fewest amount of people that have graduated or left because it's zero. So, there you go there. Now, after this year, I expect there to be a couple graduations and whatnot. But for now, you know, they have the whole team back. And so that is absolutely big time here. I think you can definitely expect a lot of the same production and more, both on offense and defense. Now, as far as additions go, couldn't find too much here. I kind of struggled with this. I scoured social media, both on Twitter and Instagram and whatnot, and... There is one player that I know will be joining them here, and that's Aaliyah Wood here. Uh, I believe she is from Nevada, actually. She will be making the trip, obviously. Well, she's already made the trip across the country to go ahead and join this Thomas roster here. I believe she actually graduated a bit early, but her last season, she was an excellent athlete. I mean, I'm just going to read out the stats here. 745 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Then as a receiver, she had 1,000. 499 basically 1500 receiving yards on 70 receptions and 25 touchdowns had 27 total touchdowns on the season here an excellent athlete did not i'm gonna throw this out there we did not release a uh film breakdown on her but we did break down her film and whatnot Tried to give her some things that maybe she could work on going into this next season. But she's an excellent athlete. I believe she will be playing receiver, I want to say, for Thomas here. Uh, and it's going to be really interesting. I mean, they're going to be adding a very young athlete to the mix here. And this is a roster that has a lot of upperclassmen, some graduate uh, players playing for them as well. And so they are a very mature roster. And I think having Aaliyah join this squad and be mentored by them will be big time. You know, a lot of these players have played in a plenty of big games, especially if they were on the roster from last season. And like I said, pretty much all of them, uh, well, all of them will be coming back here. And so I think having that knowledge and being able to mentor a player like Aaliyah here should be pretty big. Now, I'm sure they've probably picked up more recruits than the one here, but I did want to just talk about her because I think she would definitely be uh, somebody that could potentially contribute early on here. Now, if there are more recruits, I'm sure we will find out about them soon here. I tried to hold back on the episode uh, as, as long as I could, but they are playing basically a week from now, from when I'm recording this. And so this is going to come out just a couple of days before the start of the season. And that was the point. I wanted all of this stuff, or at least these two episodes, to come out before the season started. And so we will definitely see, you know, if there are more freshmen that come in and contribute early on for this team here. But let's talk about the storylines here. And I honestly think one of the biggest storylines is that the whole team is coming back you know if there is for any reason a player or two that hasn't returned still though the entire team from last year is coming back and they were a very good squad and so if there were any freshmen to get playing time it would be interesting to see how much because i mean the rotations have been pretty much set they won with this team they found a lot of success with this team obviously they could get better but you know obviously you don't want to mess with it too much because if it worked last year then it could definitely work this year as long as everyone has gotten better and whatnot individually i would say 
And so it will be interesting to see if there are any new players here that are able to contribute more to the squad. But for now, the band is back together and they're here. You know, there is no other team, I believe, in the country right now that is returning as many starters as this team or a team that has lost as few players as they have. I mean, you know, even if they are not starting, it still matters to have players that are rotating in and whatnot as well, because you know what they bring to the table. And this is a squad that found a lot of success early on last year. Obviously, there were some close games, but they found ways to win those games. Uh, I don't doubt the talent and the coaching at all, honestly. So with that being said, I think personally that they are one of the biggest contenders for the national championship outside of Ottawa and Kaiser here. Uh, I mean, they are entering their second year. They do not have as much experience as some of those players uh, on both of those squads, but I think they are definitely in the thick of it. I think this is a team that can win the national championship this year. I thought this was a team that could win it last year, to be honest with you. But, you know, they came up a little bit short, and that's what happens. You know, you're going to learn from those mistakes, and you're going to get better, and they're going to get another chance at this thing. And so it's going to be really interesting to see how much farther they could go if they could go ahead and avenge last year's loss and also win the first national championship uh, for a Sun Conference team, well, for a team outside of Ottawa, period. So we will see what happens here. I have a lot of faith in this squad. I mean, I really don't doubt that this defense will not come back and be at potentially midseason form in this first game of the season. I think this defense should start out hot here. I mean, they're picking up from where they left off, and it's going to be tough to stop them once more. On top of that, I think this offense is going to be better. I think last year there were times where, you know, they, they were a little rusty at times. It felt like they were still figuring out some things here and there. But going into this year, I think some of those excuses are just not going to be there. I think, look, they had a whole season to grow and I, there shouldn't be any excuses for them to not be better. And so there is a little bit of pressure. But if there was any team that could handle it, I believe this is that squad. So we'll see how it all goes down here and how the season progresses. But I really do think Thomas will be one of the heavyweights moving forward and at the end of the season. So we'll just have to see if they're able to go ahead and finish it off the way they really want to this season. Like I said, you got a lot of players that are returning and this is a squad that may have a couple key players graduating after this season. And so it should be really exciting. I think Thomas brings a lot of grit and great football to this conference and to the entire country. I really enjoyed watching them last year. And I'm sure I will enjoy them watching them this year once more. Continue to chase those goals that honestly they've set for themselves they've set the standard for thomas football it's not pressure from us the media they've played really well and they deserve to be up there and so now things are a little bit different and so we'll see how they all respond to it but anyways thank you so much for rocking with us that is pretty much the end of this episode 
if you want to support us slash know when more content women's flag football content is going to come out go ahead and show us some love follow us on social media at playmakers corner on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok hopefully on tiktok we'll be posting more women's flag football stuff as the year goes on and whatnot uh give as much exposure as possible that is the goal but that is uh the hope for this year to continue to do that for this great game here and for all of these great athletes and then on top of that you know go ahead and follow us uh subscribe to us i guess on youtube twitch at playmakers corner all of our episodes will be posted on there and so if you prefer to listen to it on youtube it should be on there as well um if you just don't know where to find i guess our episodes the links to that will be available on all on all of those youtube videos and on our youtube channel and then i also want to throw out there i want to apologize one more time just because i know we were going to try to schedule a bunch of uh interviews with women's flag football players and then it just it just got really busy between life our personal lives and then this other thing we have going on as well covering colorado high school football and girls flag football as well now that it's a thing but hopefully we will get more interviews going always open to interview players or coaches here uh in season or out of season we don't want to be a bother obviously but i just want to make that known uh that we're open to it and just reach out to us on social media and we'll try to reply and figure something out that works for everyone so there you go but thank you so much for rocking with us we will cover all the non-Sun Conference and KCAC women's flag football teams in the next episode, uh, well, women's flag football episode next week here. Uh, just talking about all the new programs and athletes that are joining, plus uh, backgrounds of those coaching staffs. I know Milligan is one of those programs that was not part uh, of either conference, and so we'll talk about them in that episode as well here. So should be a really fun episode talking about all these great programs and how women's flag football is expanding on the NA level in these ranks. But uh, yeah, I've been your co-host, Simon, Vo- or I guess I've been your host, Simon Vollenos, a.k.a. Coach V, and we'll catch you later.